Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 209. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of, and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving, like Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. This helps reduce stress and supports healthy cortisol levels. Organifi Red Juice, a superfood punch that increases energy without the caffeine and containing only 2 grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com slash MotivatedMind and use code MotivatedMind for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash Motivated Mind and use code Motivated Mind for 20% off any item. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. About 19 million Americans have one or more specific phobias that range from mild to severe. The most common? Fear of personal or possible failure. The fear of failure plagues 31% of people. Fear of failure is the number one reason people don't set goals 
or try new things. In some cases, we need fear. It's what keeps us alive. The danger comes when we let fear control our lives. So, how can we overcome the fear of failure? What does the playbook of correcting this fear look like? Number one, create a fear list. I first heard of this idea through Tim Ferriss, who gave a TED Talk about this back in 2017. List all of your fears. Create a checklist of what you are afraid to do and what you fear will happen if you do them. You may be thinking, why would I want to bring more attention to my fears? Doing this enables us to tackle some of our hardest challenges which can result in some of our biggest successes. It also allows us to separate what we can control and what we cannot control. And when we recognize these two things, we can implement exercises to focus our attention on the things that we can control rather than feeding into our old habits of emotional reactivity. By visualizing this fearless, we can learn to overcome the paralysis of the fear, allowing us to create action. And rather than these fears being stuffed away in some dark corner in our mind, we are hitting those fears with a beacon of light. And that light allows us to devise a plan to tackle each one of them, one by one. And this happens because when that light hits those fears, we start to understand what is stopping us from acting on them. And those blockers may be much smaller than we think. They only seem large right now because we tend to turn our heads the other way, which means the fear grows. The fear grows into a monster. But when we shine this light on these fears, we gather the courage to take at least one step to tackle each one, which then gives us the confidence to keep going, to tackle another and another. It proves to ourselves that we are capable. Number two, analyze all potential outcomes. Off of this list of fear, we need to paint an even clearer picture. And the way that picture starts to become tangible is by taking the time to visualize all of the possible outcomes of our decisions. So often, we simply allow our minds to wander, bouncing back and forth between random worst-case scenarios. And this chaotic scene makes it increasingly difficult to obtain clarity. What's interesting about this process that so many of us are notorious for is that the more that we try not to think about these scary outcomes, the more they stick around, the more anxious we get, and the worse the thoughts get. So, the key is grabbing them from the bucket of our mind and placing them on a sheet of paper. If we struggle to grab these thoughts, they just simply build and become distorted in our minds, building into something they are not. Being mentally prepared for what could happen makes us feel better. That anxiety starts to dissipate. So, 
what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to understand these potential outcomes? Well, let's say that you have an interview on Tuesday. First, we need to look at the worst case scenario, which I'll discuss in greater detail in my next point. Then we need to understand what we can do to prevent that failure. And lastly, in the event that a flop occurs, what could we do to repair it? Thinking about these outcomes allows us to extract and focus on what we can control. Some bonus questions that you can ask yourself as you look to face fear. How can I invest more effort moving forward? How can I better be prepared in the future? What do I need to adjust to increase the chances of success? These questions strip the fat away from the events to just focus on the meat of our potential action. Number three, look at the worst case scenario. In some cases, the worst case scenario may be genuinely disastrous and it may be perfectly rational to fear failure. In other cases, however, most of the time, the worst case scenario may actually not be that bad. And recognizing this can help immensely. We need to understand that when something bad happens, it is not the end of the world. It is simply a moment in time. Somewhere in that event sits a lesson, whether we realize it at that very moment or not. Every situation is packed with valuable data. It's important to define how bad the worst case scenario is in the grand scheme of our life. Sometimes we give situations much more power than they deserve. The key is being confident that we can face even the worst case scenario. Once we are comfortable with the worst case scenario, we can do anything. The other core component to looking at these worst case scenarios is giving ourselves permission to fail. Now, this idea may may scare the shit out of you, but it can also be extremely liberating. So ask yourself, what would be the worst possible outcome of failure? Would I survive? What you'll discover is that while failure is uncomfortable, you will always survive. You will always survive whatever imagined worst case scenario you think. And you'll continue to move forward through challenges that you once thought were impossible. Number four, have a plan B. When we're afraid of failing at something, having a plan B in place can help us feel more confident about moving forward. Having a backup plan reduces our anxiety about the fear of failure. It gives us more confidence to move forward. Anxiety can be linked to failing to prepare for something. Not understanding what may or may not sit on the other side of something. Uncertainty fuels anxiety. The good news is there are always multiple solutions for a problem. So, how can we prepare? List your typical work habits and approaches to tasks. Then, be honest with yourself in evaluating what works well for you and what gets in your way. 
choose to do more of what works and replace what doesn't work for you with different actions. This reflection and decision-making process helps us feel in control of our tasks and ourselves, which can be motivating and empowering. We need to remind ourselves, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. We cannot control the outcome, but we can control the input. How much effort we put towards something and how prepared we go into that situation. Now, of course, there is a point of diminishing return where we over-prepare, which then is used as an excuse to not take action. We need to be thoughtful where we draw this line. Number five, evolve from failures. The idea is that we gather courage to evolve in the best possible way from any of our failures, not allowing them to cripple us. Failure distorts our vision. In the moment that we are experiencing failure, we think all is lost, that there is no opportunity to correct course. It's because we are in the weeds of failure. Failure is usually a single incident, meaning we get to change the variables the next time around. Success is not possible without failure. Growth is not possible without failure. When we understand it's a necessity, a component of success, we no longer fear failing. We no longer sit in a dictatorship ruled by failure. If we give into that mirage effect, the voice of doubt starts to echo in our head and the voice of reason is pushed out. That voice of doubt is the voice that says we can't or it won't work. It already failed once. It's all complete garbage. We need to shift the script. We took a stab at it and it didn't pan out as originally planned. Well, guess what? It's time to pull out plan B. Or it's back to the drawing board with a new set of prints. A new set of prints that will allow us to navigate our new path more efficiently. When we understand that failure is packed full of lessons, we can continue to fill our tank. Fuel that accelerates our growth because of its compounded knowledge. Think about the human race, the very reason that we continue to accelerate as a species is due to failed attempts year after year after year. We have history, more knowledge, more efficient ways to travel, to live. How do you think all of that happened? Along that timeline of life, people made mistakes, lots of people, and lots of mistakes. And those mistakes were noted, evaluated, and approached differently the next time around. And all of that creates a mound of knowledge that allows the next leap to be bigger and bigger. The foundation grows. Your life is a version of exactly that. Allow your foundation to grow. This is also an opportunity to replace the word failure with experience. At the end of the day, it's exactly that. So ask yourself, what did I learn from this situation? How can I grow as a person from this experience? What are three positive things about this situation? 
Number six, change your beliefs about your goal. We need to adjust our mindset to fail early and fail fast. One of the best ways to cope with failure is to actively expose ourselves to it. We need to learn and jump on to the next idea. This mindset involves failure, but it also gives us the vision to do great things, which might even seem impossible to us. Taking the time to redefine what success means to us ignites the motivation we had at the beginning of our journey. It's that recharge. Going through the ups and downs creates wear on our batteries. We all need to take the moments to recharge and bounce back. So ask yourself this, how would I feel if I succeeded? If you spend the time sitting with that question, what would emotions based on your answer feel like? This helps to kick us in the ass and keep pushing and fighting for what we want. Here's a great analogy concerning this. When you were a child and you were learning how to ride a bike, you most likely fell a ton and you most likely were told by your parents, friends, or other family members to get back on and try again. You were told so because if you never grabbed those handlebars again and placed your feet on the pedals, the fall would dictate a life of living by failure, as opposed to the opportunity of wind in your hair in new places. Be that child in moments of failure. Be fearless. Be thirsty. Number seven, learn to think more positively. Our thoughts create our reality. Bearing that in mind, we need to think positive. Whether on the front end, before approaching a challenge, or after we've gone through a particular challenge, our thoughts before, during, and after play a large role in how successful we are in life. This also means thoughts about ourselves, boosting our belief about who we are and our abilities. This helps us to avoid ruminating about our perceived shortcomings and shifts our focus on our strengths and talents. Another key component to overcoming fear of failure is developing a new perspective about the idea of failure itself. Instead of seeing failure as an absolute, a life-destroying disaster, we need to develop a new relationship with it. So what does this shift to thinking more positively about failure look like? Look at failure as a chance to learn and grow. There are key feedback opportunities. Look at failure as a lesson because reflecting on past failures to find their benefits can help us be more open to failure, which means that our failures become our teacher. Look at failure as a challenge. These are opportunities to move forward, not a roadblock stopping us. People spend so much energy and time trying not to fail that they forget to succeed. We need to think about what we really desire and decide if our fear of failing is standing in the way. In order to succeed, our desire for success should be greater than that of our fear of failure. Number eight, set smart goals. Set 
small goals along the way and don't be overwhelmed by the process. These small goals, or I like to call them micro goals, are the stepping stones to our larger macro goals. These allow us to create a map to the areas we strive to excel at. They help us decide the approach to reach each of our goals. What's amazing about progress, it's not linear, meaning a little progress each day adds up to big results. Progress compounds. One of the ideas behind setting these goals and intentions is that by reminding ourselves how we would like to live our life, we are pulling attention away from unnecessary clutter of life. When life is busy, it can feel almost impossible to take that time, but it's key that we build time to set smart goals. Working hard and putting our head down is great, but so is the balance of removing ourselves from the hustle to get into the right headspace. We need to get to a place where we can have some silence to think and reflect, sit in our thoughts for a bit and question and let the creativity flow. Chances are all of you listening have some form of creativity. The issue is that it has a heavy blanket over it. So the question becomes, how do you bring it to the surface? We need to get to a place of silence, whether that be hiking, going to the library, taking a relaxing bath, whatever makes you calm and in the moment. This will allow you to reflect and to think without outside distractions. It will allow you to set goals and make sense of your life and your aspirations. Lastly, we need to create habits around revisiting our progress frequently. This allows us to boost our confidence and give ourselves the credit we deserve. It also allows us to analyze our past approach to identify any bottlenecks, which means the takeaways from those findings can be applied to future motion. Remember, motion creates more motion. So, to recap, number one, create a list of of fears. List down all your fears and devise a plan to tackle each one of them. The key is that we understand what is stopping us from acting on them. The next step is gathering the courage to take at least one step to tackle each one. This gives us the confidence to keep going. Number two, analyze all potential outcomes. We need to paint a clear picture. The more that we try, Not to think about these scary outcomes, the more they stick around, the more anxious we get, and the worse the thoughts get. Being mentally prepared for what could happen makes us feel better. Number three, look at the worst case scenario. We need to understand that when something bad happens, it is not the end of the world. We need to be confident that we can face even the worst case scenario. Once we are comfortable with the worst case scenario, we can do anything. Number four, have a plan B. Having a backup plan reduces our anxiety about the fear of failure. It gives us more confidence to move forward. There are always multiple solutions for a problem. We need to remind ourselves, hope for the best, 
prepare for the worst. Number five, evolve from failures. The idea is that we gather courage to evolve in the best possible way from any of our failures. So ask yourself, what did I learn from this situation? How can I grow as a person from this experience? What are three positive things about this situation? Number six, change your beliefs about your goal. We need to adjust our mindset to fail early and fail fast. Learn and jump onto the next idea. This mindset involves failure, but it also gives us the vision to do great things, which might even seem impossible to us. Number seven, learn to think more positively. Our thoughts create our reality. Bearing that in mind, we need to think positive. In order to succeed, our desire for success should be greater than our fear of failure. And number eight, Set smart goals. Set small goals along the way and don't be overwhelmed by the process. Decide the approach to reach each of your goals. Revisit your progress frequently. Address the bottlenecks. A little progress each day adds up to big results. This week's shout out is by Alanis who sent me a DM on Instagram, been struggling the past few weeks on planning my week ahead and I tend to get overwhelmed with all the things I need to accomplish. So your podcast was just what I needed. Right after listening, I immediately grabbed my planner and set my goals for the next week and it feels so much easier and lighter for me and actually saves about hours of time compared to how I planned out my week before. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into eight ways to overcome the fear of failure. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.